This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone joining the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. It's Grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning, Grateful Deborah Evans. How are you? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing good, thank you. How's everything? Everything's going good, huh? And Rick and your doggy. Oh, yeah, we're all doing well. Dog spoiled rotten, but outside of that. <laughs> Already. <laughs> you know how to do it, huh? <laughs> yeah. You have a wonderful day. Has <laughs> <laughs> anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Can I hear some background noise? Can someone turn their TV down, please? Thank you. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Has anyone else joined the call? On this beautiful day that the Lord let us see. Does anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, this is Sister Lisa. Happy Thursday, and God bless everyone in the call. Good morning, Sister Lisa. The same to you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Uh-huh. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Andrew. Good morning, Brother Andrew. Good morning, Sister. How are you? Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you as well. How are you doing? I'm struggling this morning. Could you please put me on the prayer list, please? Sure will. What's the problem? Uh, my legs are swelling. And oh, I'm no. In, yeah, I'm in, I'm in some pain. So uh, I just, uh, I don't, I don't know if, uh, if, if I need to actually go to the hospital, but, uh, I just need your prayer. The saints' prayers. If you, if you could, yuck. Yeah, Rick having the same problem with his as well. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, you better believe. I'll we'll I'll put you on the prayer list and we'll lift you up. Thank thank you. You have a Going wonderful and blessed day. You as well. Thank you, sister. You're welcome. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning, Restore uh, Victory family. This is Kim, and I'm Good asking morning. for prayer yeah. this morning. Good morning. Uh, How are you? Just a minute, Kim. i got to write it down. What's your prayer request? My brother is going into open-heart surgery this morning. Oh, let's see. And also, I one of my write, cousins... I, wait a minute. I have to write this down. Your brother's going into open-heart surgery this morning, right? Yes. Writing it down where I won't forget it. <laughs> 
And what else? And one of my cousins was admitted to the hospital last night with pneumonia. Thank God it wasn't COVID, but she's having a hard time. And being in that hospital, you know, we're just praying against COVID. Okay, because so that that would be, uh, she's in the hospital, you said? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she has COVID, did you say? No, she actually has pneumonia. Oh, to pneumonia. Okay. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and this is Kim, correct? Yes, ma'am. I got it, Kim. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you, too. Does anyone else uh, join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Happy Thursday, Susie. Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Thursday to you as well. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You have a wonderful and blessed day. Good morning. This is Leomia. Good morning, Leomia. Good morning. You have a blessed day. You too, Leomia. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Is anyone else join the Oh, who's that? It's me, Moxie. Good morning, Susie. How you oh, doing? Good morning. I'm doing good. How are you? I am good. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you, too. <laughs> good morning. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. It's Gloria. Good morning, Good morning Gloria. family. Good morning. Thursday morning. You have a I'm wonderful day. Okay, have a wonderful day. Good morning, it's beloved Barb. Happy Thursday, family. Good morning, beloved Barb. Happy Thursday to you as well. Anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning, morning. Kenya. Good morning. Good morning, this is Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia. Have a wonderful day. You do the same. Anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone else joining the call who would like to say good morning? Anyone else like to say good morning on this wonderful and beautiful day? Good morning, Susie. Happy Thursday, everyone. It's Rochelle. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Thursday to you as well. 
Anyone else like to say good morning? <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, well, it is time to get started with the call. So, good morning. My name is Susie, and I am your hostess. And thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to continue joining us today, daily, during July, where our monthly theme is entitled Beatitudes. This means that all of our declarations will be focused on us understanding the Beatitudes according to the mind, heart, and will of God. I do hear somebody that needs to mute your line, please. There are two announcements today. Somebody please mute your line. First ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, and that's hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature, and that's by Peter Sazero. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time, right here by dialing the same number tonight. Second, please remember that there will be no more Saturday prayer call on Declare Victory. Prayer calls will be due Monday through Friday, only at the same time and place. We want to give this day back to the caller so that they can spend time with their families and respective churches. We do have um, two spoken prayer requests this morning. Brother Andrew is asking for a prayer for him. His legs are swollen. Please keep him lifted up in prayer. And Kim is asking that we pray for her brother who is having open heart surgery this morning. And also her cousin is in the hospital with pneumonia. So let's please, please keep them lifted up. The order of the call this morning is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Pretty Patrice. A declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. And I will repeat that. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Pretty Patrice. And the declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. The scripture for today is 1 Thessalonians 4 and 14. For since, we be- for since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring him those who have fallen asleep. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the to the prayer warrior, Pretty Patrice. Everyone, God bless you. I now pass the call.
We can't hear you if you're praying, pretty Patrice. Can someone please step in for her? God, we thank you this morning, first of all, for waking us up and starting us on our way, oh God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for one more day, one that we didn't really even know if we were going to even be here, but God, thank you. So as we come to you, first of all, we're going to get our, our hearts to come here to release our heaviness. Those that are on our prayer list on this morning, the ones that are in process of surgery, God. And our own brother, Andrew, on today, Father God, we know that you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the God that heals. You are the God that delivers. And you are the God that sets free. Thank you on this morning, God. We have one more opportunity. Thank you, oh God, before we ask for anything. I just want to take time and thank you. And each declare for everything that you've done. You didn't have to do it, but you did. So on this morning, here we are. Bow down heads. Humble hearts, hearts of forgiveness. Forgive us, oh God, if we've said anything, done anything contrary to your word of this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Father, you've been so good to us, and we have no complaints on this morning. Thank you, Lord, for you are good and you are worthy to be praised. Father, here we are, another day, as this month has been phenomenal. Thank you for all that have participated, all those that are yet to come. And then, Father, we want to thank you for the speaker of the hour as she's preparing. And God, thank you for adorning her with all the wisdom all the knowledge and all the understanding such a great leader we thank you we thank you oh god on this morning father god we ask that you look in on those that are homeless and hopeless on this morning we thank you for those that are in the hospital those that are in and behind prison walls on today God, I thank you for early release for some that are there. They're just standing. They're waiting. God, we thank you. And then, Lord, we ask that you would help this nation on this morning. Father God, we're on bended knees, crying out for our families, crying out for this nation, Father God. I'm asking that you go in into Belgium. I'm asking that you go in into Johannesburg, South Africa, and all of our surrounding nations and the cities and all of our local leaders, God, on this morning, we need you, God. We need you. Can't make it without you, God. So 
somebody woke up this morning and wanted to give up, but God, on this morning, let them know, throw out the lifeline. God, we need you on today. Help us in our unbelief, oh God. Stir up the gifts, oh God, that are here in the room on this morning. Thank you for the willing workers. Thank you for the laborers that are in the field on this morning. God, we know that the word is coming to heal, to deliver, and to set us free. And not only set us free, but set us on a course where we are burning the trails, forgetting those things which are behind Heavenly Father and reaching for things that are ahead. Father, I'm praying for the prayer warrior on the day. God, I thank you even in our busy schedules sometimes. We just need you more, God. More grace, more strength, more endurance to run the race on this morning. So God, here we are waiting for our assignment, God. What is it that you want us to do as we're out in the marketplace, as those that are traveling the dangerous highways and the airways and Father God, those that are in the surgery rooms waiting to go in. Heavenly Father, each family can attest on this morning that is on this line. They've had some troubles in their lives, oh God. And here we are on this morning. We're casting our cares over on you, oh God. Father God, help us to look in our surrounding area as we're going forth. Open our spiritual ears, oh God, on this morning. Open our heart, oh God, on this morning. We need you as never before. Thank you for you have been our God and our Lord. Thank you for being our Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come on this morning. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Father God, on this morning, we're just asking for our portion on today. Continue to lead us, O oh God, into all truths, O oh God. Father God, someone on today, those that are grieving the loss of loved ones, we have so many that are in need and we stand in the need of prayer. But everyone that is on the line on this morning, Father God, they'll call out their names of the ones that they have asked for the spoken prayer requests. Oh, my God, thank you. Never could have made it without you, God. We need you, God, every day. We can't do it without you, God. Father, we stretch our hands to be no other help that we know on this morning, God. Thank you. Thank you, oh God. Forgive us if we acted casual with you, God. I just want to thank you today for all that you've already done for all of us. Oh, thank you, oh God. Thank you for the children, God, on this morning our nieces and nephews, our cousins, and Father God, our sons and our, our daughters, our husbands. Thank you on today, God. Somebody has been on the verge. Somebody is on the verge of a breakthrough on this morning. God, I thank you. 
here we are. As we are thinking, as we are laying out on today, as we're preparing to step out, be the lamp, God, unto our feet, O oh God, and the light unto our path. Bless us, O oh God. So many, so many right now, too many to count. A young men, Father God, we can't forget them. I'm asking that you cover these young people as they're preparing for school. Those that have graduated on this year, 2021 was a phenomenal year for some. Even in tests and trials, they made it. We've come a long ways, God, and we still yet have a ways to go. So lead us, God. Guide us, oh God. Thank you, God. Thank you for the miracles right here on this line that have happened. And we do give you praise. We give you glory and we do give you honor. Thank you for these assignments, God. We don't take them lightly. I know the word on today. It's going to be powerful. Use our uh, leader as never before. Thank you, oh God. So as I ask each and every prayer warrior that is on this line on this morning, let's make a sound that will cause heaven to respond on this morning. I ask you to unmute your line and let's go in and begin to bombard them. Thank we just love you, Lord, and we thank you for Thank you, 
Thank you that you speak on our behalf. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, They committed to their hour, God. Thank you, God. Nothing lacking and nothing broken, God. Thank you, God. Victory. And we declare victory. Victory, God. Victory on this morning, God. We thank you, God. This is our earnest prayer, God, on this morning, God. We don't sometimes know what to say. Oh, God, and I thank you. Thank you for paving the way on this morning. Thank you, God. Oh, God, I keep it here.
declare victory on this morning as we have entered in. And as I so leave this presence, God, never from you, oh God, yes. the way. I pray that my this woman of God on this morning, that she won't hold back. And that she will speak truth to power on this morning, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for sending the visitors on this morning. Maybe this was the first time preaching, God, and they don't know what to do. They were at wit's end, but they've come to the right place on today. And so as I prepare the floor for Lady Dion, our pastor, as they say, the midwife, God for the deliverance, God, thank you. Many of us were broken when we came, God. But I thank you for this woman of God that has labored in our lives for today. And we honor her on this morning as she comes forth. God bless you, woman of God. Lady Dion, Pastor Dion, Midwife Dion, God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This just sounds uh, as a sound check. I just want to make sure you all can hear me this morning. Somebody just let me know you can hear me. Yes. Amen. Amen. God be praised for the things he has already done that we will have the courage to walk into uh, for surely God is great and greatly to be praised. His name is high and lifted up. He is majestic above all. We call him uh, mighty God. We call him sovereign. We call him Alpha and Omega. This morning we call him the beginning and the end. We call him the author and the finisher of our Faith. Hallelujah. Uh, blessings to each of you this morning. Uh, for those that may be new to the call, we welcome you. I pray that this morning uh, finds you postured for purpose and for power. I believe uh, that God has given me a word for the nations this morning. We've been talking about the Beatitudes, and I'm sure my share uh, will be a little different uh, than those in times past. I wasn't expecting to share today, but wouldn't it be just like God, uh, number one, to rearrange order in an effort to get a word into the earth? I'm going to share this morning prophetically, uh, and, and I guarantee you that if you're listening, um, we're going to talk about some things that are impossible this morning, some things that uh, would look to the natural eye. Remember that the B attitudes are absolutely counter culture. Uh, and I believe that he is uh, waking the remnant and those that are uh, uh, called to march forth with direct and very specific orders in this season are going to do so. First and foremost, thank you for the hoster and the greeter. Thank you, uh, Minister Jerry, for executing uh, entering into his presence uh, with very intentional steps and motives. Uh, you have no idea how congruent your prayers are with today's share. Again, I wasn't intending on sharing. I thought yesterday was my last time talking about this, but uh, I'm gonna start with 
a little story. Uh, and then we're going to go into the word. And then we are going to declare and decree some things for not just the nation, but our families. And I want you to get in your mind prophetically. And I know you may say, well, I'm not prophetic. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. We all have uh, the ability to operate in the prophetic. When we line our faith up with the truth of God's word, all we have to do is declare what he said uh, and expect an end result. I was 18 years old and uh, I was at John F. Kennedy High School right there on Cutting Boulevard in Richmond, California. And I remember the day that my mother shared with me that she was pregnant with my baby sister. I was, um, I was confused. But at the same time, there was this amazing excitement. I was a little bit embarrassed because she was older. <laughs> but what I, what I would later discover is that the age that she had her was actually a very, very good age. I remember when she went into labor with her. Uh, I was hanging out with my friend who at the time, her name was Inez Adams. Today, her name is Inez Foster. We used to call her Pookie. And Pookie and I had been hanging out for the day and uh, we were uh, somewhere and I got the information that my mother was in labor with um, Tia. Her name is Tia. And we got to the hospital and of course, time went on and anybody that's had and birthed a child into the earth, you know, those are some painful, uncomfortable times. And uh, I remember her being in immense pain and hours and hours and hours went by and they checked her to see if she was dilated. And we would find out as they did an ultrasound that my sister was not only breech, <clears throat> but she was coming out behind first. I'd never heard that that was a possibility. So in essence, her, her hind parts were at the exit of her womb. So if you don't know anything else, it was virtually impossible for her to be born in that matter. It would have killed her and my mother. Um, I watched as the nurses and the doctors attempted to turn her around. We're talking about counter culture. And I promise once I share the, the text, you'll, you'll get it. So they went and they were working and trying to turn her around or straighten her out in some type of way, get her to be positioned to exit into the world via the womb the birthing place. And time went on, they were unsuccessful at turning or altering the state in which she was in. Um, I remember my mother being traumatized. She was afraid of the Syrian. She was uh, scared for my sister and her heart rate began to drop. Isn't it just like the enemy to attempt to kill you before uh, you meet your purpose and or your zenith. Long story short, they did an emergency cesarean. And I remember when she came out 
She was bent in half like a jackknife. Her being bent in half like a jackknife meant that they had to work to straighten her out. One would hold her hands, the other would hold her feet, and they uh, pulled and stretched and pulled and stretched. Lo and behold, uh, she ends up straightening out over time. The beautiful thing is she was absolutely beautiful. She very seldom cried, gentle in nature. She was absolutely a joy. The rumor started that I had had her and she was my child, not my sibling. And I thought that was cute, but uh, it, it is the nature of people to be assumptive because I was I was old, I was working, I was, you know, I was a big girl. I was a, I was a grown up by the time I was 18 uh, because it was mandatory. And so I spent lots and lots of time. She was more like my child than she was my sister. Now at the time, 18, 19, 20, 21, I didn't understand what I could see when I could see it. And I remember her being a little girl and there was this question looming in my mind. I was like, I don't necessarily think she don't like boys. The older she got, the harder she walked. She kept on growing. She was gorgeous, beautiful hair, little bitty waist, the most beautiful birthmark in her face. And next thing you know, she's a teenager. And again, she's more like my child than she is my sister. So she calls me sister mom. And I remember sitting at a table with her. She had on a, a little dress and she was always pretty awkward, kind of, kind of peculiar, but she was gorgeous. She was sweet. She was kind. She was gentle. She was obedient. Everything about her is lovely. And I remember telling my mom, mm, we should probably pray specifically for clarity in her sexuality. And mom, why would you say that? Well, I'm looking at her and I see her. It was very difficult for my family to accept that her lifestyle choice would later be that of the LGBTQ community. Um, and I remember pleading with my mother, mom, just love her love her just love her I'm speaking to uh, someone who your child may not be what you think they should be they may be in the penitentiary they may have an alternative lifestyle choice they uh, may be uh, looked at or labeled according to today's culture as a criminal or uh, a thief or a liar could be a, a myriad of things, but this morning I came uh, to give you some hope. We're talking about counterculture. Now, let me give you some scripture text, and I promise I'm going to wrap this all up with a pretty little bow, but I need you to go with me right here. Matthew, the eighth chapter. Uh, it, it reads as follows. There are so many things that transpired in this 
particular passage of text, but there's something really specific uh, that I want you to grab a hold of this morning. The word says this, and when Jesus arrived at the other side of the region of the gardens, two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were so violent that one, could pa one couldn't pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torment us before our appointed time? Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, if you drive us out and send us into the herd of pigs, he said to them, go. He said, I'm sorry, if you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. And he said to them, go. So they came out and went into the pigs and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and, and died in the water. Those tending the pigs ran off went into the town and reported all of this, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. Listen to this. Then the whole town went out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they pleaded with him to leave their region. Listen. I'm at a place in my walk where I borderline want somebody to ask me to leave. There are things that we're responsible for in the earth that will upset what is the, the cultural norm. We're talking about counter culture. Blessed are those that show mercy for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are those that are the peacemakers. We have some responsibilities uh, in kingdomdom that will defy culture, that will ask culture to comply with kingdom as opposed to kingdom being complicit with culture. I dare you to get in your mind's eye that thing that you know is a hard task, that thing that virtually many people would say, oh, that's impossible. That can't happen. That won't change. Get used to that. That's the norm. I dare you to get that thing. Your marriage is in shambles. Honey, put that sucker in your mind and start to grab a hold of the reality that Jesus, who lives inside of us via the Holy Spirit, has given us power to tell some things to go. Yeah, I, I want to talk about being defiant according to the world system and uh, not adjusting to how they view things, not really accepting what it is that looks like what you think you see. But the reality is there's a word that hovers over each and every one of our lives that is straight up counterculture. The other day, my my mother and my sister went to lunch. One of the things you'll notice about uh, people who live outside of the guise of what has already been written of them, according to Psalms 139, 113 through 16, they have a tendency to isolate. They have a tendency to stay away. They don't want to talk too much. They don't really want to look at you. But isn't it just like Jesus? 
uh, to see the demon-possessed men coming. You, you, you know, the enemy sees you on your way. He sees you when you're coming. You ever walked in a room and somebody see you coming and they go the opposite direction? It's not personal. It's what's in you uh, makes what's in them uncomfortable. My sister has a tendency to uh, give us 10 feet, and every now and then I'll just say, hey, I love you. You okay? The kids tend to see me coming and be like, Lord Jesus, we're going to be saved. By the time she leaves, she means it. She is a pest. They check on their they girlfriends and their friends. And so my sister and my mother went to lunch the other day, and um. My mom shared with me that out of the blue, she said, Mom, I know that you are praying for me. I know that what's in me has to come out and I, I can't sleep. I'm uncomfortable. I'm anxious. I'm frustrated in my situation. Her girlfriend is beautiful. I love her, actually. She's a, a good girl. Um. I love them both very much. And while it's it's hard to observe the lifestyle, that's just my baby sister. That's all I know her to be. And because we are called to love vehemently, adamantly, forcefully, my goal, my plight, my agenda, my objective, my posture, is always to counter the expectation. See, they know, if they don't know anything else, I love Jesus. I love Jesus and I love what is right and what is true. I, I love the fact that we have access to a father who is all-seeing and all-knowing. I love the fact that everything about living for him multiplies, it duplicates, it starts to uh, create addition. Nothing about loving Jesus subtracts. Lifestyles that don't agree with what's written of you, they deduct from your purpose. They subtract from your purpose. They divide your purpose and end up in double-minded places and spaces, kind of like these men who lived their lives for years and years in graveyards. People probably had counted them out. They considered that their lives were worthless and useless, and there was absolutely no need to go bother with those in the graveyard. I speak prophetically, that which you consider dead shall live and not die. My heart for her won't ever defy what he says, I don't care how today looks. We are talking about counter culture. I could see the men as they saw Jesus, just like people see you when you're approaching. They know that something is different. There's something inside of them that has the power to recalibrate their lives, to shift them into places of purpose and promise. And as the people watched, as Jesus said one word, he didn't slop, he didn't hikana shanama, he didn't do none of that. He didn't do a song and a dance. There was no B3. I could see him and his approach. 
simply because they had purpose and their lives were not over. I don't care how long they had been tormented. I don't care how long they had been cutting themselves. I don't care how long they had been uh, homeless and dirty and hadn't had a bath, but Jesus was not afraid to approach their problem because he knew that they had promise. Jesus didn't care about the external posture of who they were. He knew what he had already written of them before the foundations of the earth. And because the, the demons recognized that their season had ended. They recognized that their time was up. Well, listen, we, we still need a host. We can't float around. We can't answer to Beelzebub who has sent us here on assignment to keep these people, these situations, these circumstances bound. Will you just send us into the pigs? And it was so. It was counter culture. It was Jesus being merciful. It was him coming to make peace and to be peace simultaneously. It was him coming to restore one to righteousness who had been lost, not just one, but two. Simultaneously, he was gangster with it. He came to let them know who's boss. I don't care where you've been or what you've done, how long you've done it. If you thought it was over for you, Jesus, was and is the restorer of the breach. Now the pigs go over the side, they fall across uh, down the hillside and they go into the water and they die. The people were blown away. They've been out here for years on some absolute foolishness. And here you come and in a second you say one word, you speak one word, ah, glory to Jesus. You say one thing, a two-letter word, go, G-O. That's all he said. And immediately the enemy had to obey what the sovereignty had spoken over their lives and the people in their fear of changing culture asked him to lead. How dare you? The very one who came to set the captives free, the one who didn't come to condemn the law but to fulfill it was in your presence and you asked him to leave? Sometimes they ask me to leave. When's she leaving? <laughs> I like it when they uh, are uncomfortable. It, it makes my heart happy, but more than anything, when given an opportunity to open up my mouth and to, don't ask me the wrong question, somebody is going to get free. I want you to get in your mind that someone you adore, that you know is lost, and you at a loss for words. And even while you're on mute, right this second, right this moment, for that someone that you're believing God to heal and deliver, I want you, if you are in a position to, simply to say, go. And I'm saying it because as my, my mother and my sister had a conversation, my sister who unbeknownst to her rode the Romans path to salvation via a tattoo on her side had no idea <laughs> what she was doing. And while 
we're at the precipice of uh, the intervention via the spirit because some things can't be done in the natural, but others can be done in the spirit just with our words. See, the enemy loves to keep us silent about things we think we cannot change. And so this morning, I'm going to say this because I believe God. Now, I don't know how long it'll take. I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me because God is the, the God of Kronos. I don't, I don't have anything to do with time. God is not confounded to our timetables. But I'm saying prophetically, not only is my sister going to be delivered, ah, glory to Jesus. But I can't wait for her testimony. I can't wait for her to say uh, emphatically how God delivered her, how he transitioned her life, how he pulled her out of a dark pit. I can't wait for her to be able to speak to folks that have the same struggle that reigned and ruled in her life. I can't wait for her to speak prophetically to those that are lost and broken. And I am saying it because I can't wait for you to see it. I am saying it because I know that the manifestation is coming. And my mother and I began to rejoice as she told me the story. I won't tell you all the details, but what I will say is I believe God. I believe God. For that drunk uncle or auntie or mama or daddy, whoever, I believe God. Hallelujah. For the one who you keep sending boxes and your phone bill is sky high because you got to take collect calls, I believe God. We are talking about counter culture. The word says this, miracles, signs, and wonders shall follow them that believe. This is a season of miracles, signs, and wonders. This is a season where we will say emphatically go and things will have to flee. When we align our hearts and our minds, our lives and our behavior, the posture of our heart begins to wrap around the truth of what God says and we start to live it externally and live it in such a way that when we walk in rooms, uh, I, I want to see like when Paul would walk past people, his shadow would heal them. We're living in a time where our righteousness is not about how good or perfect we are, but it's about mm. how viciously we love the God that we serve in such a way that he begins to purify us and that when he looks down, he sees himself, that our hearts and our minds agree with what the word of God says about our lives. And we transition from being a uh, uh, in, not intentional, but to a place of full intentionality about agreement with God that the world would begin to experience his power because we walk in a room and they ask us, when, when you leaving? When you leaving? We don't want to change. <laughs> we don't want to be different. We like our brokenness. I believe that this is that season. Now, I don't know about you, but I expect God to do some things that counter culture through me. I expect God to uh, create uh, opportunities for mm -hmm. his majesty to shine and reign through me, not for anything other than he's sovereign. And he never changes his mind about those that he's already considered. I don't care what you think you see. I want to encourage you this morning to believe God for better, to believe God for a, a deeper 
relationship, a deeper walk, the kind that gives you the courage to counter culture. With that being said, listen, I, I hope that something that I said gave uh, you hope against hope to believe God for that one that you considered lost and, and that it was over for. I dare you to simply get it in your mind. And then we are going to uh, declare some names in the atmosphere this morning. Get that name in your mind. If it's five, get all five of them in their mind. So before we do any greeting, any love, life, and victory, I want everyone to take your phone off mute. Take your phone off mute. Take your phone off mute. Those people who you just about have given up on, those folks that, that you say ain't never going to come out all, that's just so important. I want you to get their name in your mind. Yes, Lord Jesus. And I, let's just begin to thank God in advance. Thank I'm <laughs> 
God, you don't make mistakes. You don't make errors. And we have our own ideas. But I'm so glad that you had an idea of every single one of us of every single person connected to us, God, and we declare prophetically that your word be made manifest. We make declarations and decrees that you've already said over our loved ones, over those that have been in darkness, God. We're praying for salvation for those that we love, even for strangers, God. We have a Samaritan's heart for those that don't know you in the power of your might, and we thank you in advance that you're going to do a suddenly in their lives, that suddenly they'll have a desire, a hunger and thirst for you, that suddenly their lives will align with the truth of what you said, that suddenly their identity in you will be made clear in such a way that lifestyles, lifestyle uh, uh, decisions that they've made in times past almost become repulsive. God, let those that are influencing them, let their voice sound like noise. God, let them crave the sounds of heaven. Let them crave the things of the kingdom that their lives would be aligned with the truth of your word for their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. And God, we bless you. Again, I say, I pray that something that I said empowered you, inspired you, encouraged you, and gave you hope in those darkest areas of things that don't agree with what the word of God already says for their lives. Now is the time that we have set aside. If you want to say good morning, if you're new to the call, we'd love to hear your sound. If you've never said anything, I'd love to hear your sound. And for those that are just Victor Villians, honey, that you just want to say good morning. Now set time. Good morning. Good morning, Elfie. Thank you hey, for Elfie. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. This is Tara. Hey, Tara. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Diane. <laughs> hey, Eva. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Love you, Yvonne. Glad to hear your sound this morning. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Good Yvette. Morning. Hey, Yvette. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. Sister Stephanie. Hey, Sister Stephanie. Good morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless you. Hey. Hey, good morning, Kashanda. God bless you. Good morning. It's Pastor Pam. Wonderful work this morning, Pastor. Hey, Prosperous. Great morning. Good morning, Magnificent. Good morning, family. Good morning, Pastor. Thank you for the awesome work. Amen. Amen. Great morning. Good morning. It's Natasha. Thank you. Love you. Hey, Tosh. 
absolutely love you more. Amen. Good morning, Miss Beverly. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Amen. God be praying. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Dion. It's Persistent Priscilla. Great word. Wonderful word. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Carla. It's a great word. <laughs> Amen. God be praised. Good morning, Miss Carla. Good morning, it's Tanya. Awesome word. Thank you. Hey. Amen. Good morning, Tanya. And the words of Renee Winston, only God can do it. Do, do, only do, God do. can do. Only do, God do, do, can do, 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 do it. I love you. Have a good day. All right. This is Rhonda. That this morning. Amen. God be praised. Anybody else? Thank you, Pastor Dion, for the word this morning. That prophetic word really touched my soul. I'm screaming, go at the top of my lungs. This is Kim. I'm thankful for you this morning. Hey, amen, Kim. God bless you this morning. Thank you. Thank you, you beautiful. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. And now we'll walk right on in to the love, life, and victory discussion. Anybody have anything? Good morning, Miss Elsie. Question. Hey, Elsie, go ahead, babe. Um, um, you totally talked to me um on this one. Um, being a part of the LBG uh, community for a while, God wouldn't let me settle, even though I was trying very hard to. And the only reason mm-hmm. I ended up in that community was because I was heartbroken. And I figured that other person, that other female, would treat me better than a man could. Um, but thank God, he wouldn't let me settle at all. He wanted more for me. Um, it's been an amazing transition. Mm-hmm from moving <laughs> forward. Um, he wouldn't let me settle. He wouldn't let me stay there, even though I was forcing myself to stay there. In my head, I knew it was not the place for me. It was not the place to settle. He did not want me to be there at all. It made me uncomfortable, couldn't sleep, couldn't get comfortable or anything in that that world. And it's not what he wanted for me. So he took me away from it. He took me so far away from it where I was living in my car for eight months. Um, He just took, he didn't even strip it all. I just let it all go because it just wasn't worth holding on to anymore. And when I let it go and I gave it to God, God be the glory. And he continues to bless me now. I'm starting a new job today. And he's returning everything that I lost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your forgiveness. Yeah. Thank you for your mercy. 
Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for this call, for the support and the non-judgmental. Then the support. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus, for a prayer call. Thank you for declaring victory. Uh, But thank you, Lord, for if it wasn't for you, you wouldn't have guided me down this path. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'll continue to walk in his glory, and I'll continue to use his word and my testimony as his guide to his light. Thank you, guys. Amen. Can we just rejoice with her for a moment? Listen, that's a big deal. that we love people well we don't condemn them we don't send them to hell that's not our job our responsibility is to love people in such a way that that love compensates and when we are reminded that we are accepted in the beloved we don't ever have to diminish belittle or be stuck in anything god is the restorer of the breach it's his job but he has to do it through us we got to stop putting people and pinning them in these holes like it's just over for you that's a lie that's a lie that's not the truth And I believe that in this season, if we start to love people, people who are loved well, grow fast. See, it wasn't long ago that that Elsie had a girlfriend. (laughs) But what we know without a shadow of a doubt that can't nobody, hallelujah, do you like Jesus. Can't nobody love you like he loves you. And he does it through people. So I want you to remind yourself on a constant base that when we love people, we don't have to do the work. He does it. All we got to do is love them. And just like his arms are outstretched, so should ours be. That's all. And then you get to watch God do the work. 
We didn't change, Elsie. Elsie began to agree with the truth of God's word for her life. That's all. She was never a lesbian. She had an experience. That's it. So we can't pigeonhole people to choices that they make out of survival, out of desperation, out of a low love quotient. It's our job to love people well. Amen. Anybody else? Elsie, thank you for your transparency. Thank you for sharing your story. I'm sure that somebody is it's probably still stuck off the fact that we ain't tripping. It is what it is. Life happens. Hey. Amen. Good Situations morning. And Good morning. Circumstances are come. Hold Good morning. On. Good morning. Good morning. Three people. Good I morning. Hear. Who is the Who is the gentleman? I hear you. Hold on. Who, I'm, who is I'm that? Al. I'm, this is Al. I'm, um, yes, I'm visiting my hometown, Alabama. Um, I just want to say because I, I can resonate to you know uh, that because I was having this conversation some time ago with my brother. And uh, I guess it was in June, which was Gay uh, Pride Month, and uh, he was going through this conversation, and just just almost like bashing in a sense, and it was so it was so negative. I said, you know, oh, is they gonna attack me? I said, that gonna attack you? That's not how they are. I said, first of all, because I have a cousin who is transgender, and I said, I don't hate him. I hate the sin that he's in. I said, what God says is love the sinner, but hate the sin. And we are all children of God, so therefore we are His. We were his before we were in our mother's womb. We are his children. All of us. Every last one on this line are God's children. All of us. Different looks, different mannerisms, all of us are his. We come from different mannerisms, but, you know, the most ultimate goal is to be heaven bound. This is none of our homes, people. And that's what I was trying to share is because no matter what, just love on him. I have an uncle, and it's broken his heart. I said, just love him. That's your son. Just love him. That's all. That's all you got to do. Love him and pray for him. That's it. You know, and something I said to my cousin, I never get. And I said, I said, you know what? I love you, cousin. I've always called him Joe, you know, even though he's a transgender. And he does not disarm, even though he goes by another name. He still responds to me, you know. And I just said, you know, I love you, cousin, regardless. Um, you know, and that's, that's the person I remember. And I, I still see I still see Joe. I don't care how much transgender. I still see him. And I honestly believe that, like, this, yeah, you come back. I'm mistaken. Uh, I think Little Richard was in that mannerism. He came out, praise God. He returned himself. In fact, by the grace of God, I'm going to visit his grave site because he's buried here. I'm just like, in the mannerism that we have to stop being the judge. We're not the judge. God's the judge. We need to get out of his way and let him do his will. We are sent here for a reason. We are all vessels for God, and the vessel's job is to do that as a vessel. Spread his word. Amen. Speak life into people. Stop speaking hell into people. Stop breaking people down. Stop killing people with your words. This tongue is like a two-edged sword. We got to speak Amen. love each other. You know, and I, I, I say this, y'all, and just pray for my brother, because like I said, I, my brother, I haven't talked conversation-wise with my brother. My mother went to the hospital uh, about two times okay, ago. Okay, wait, Al. Wait, 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 oh, Al. Just sorry, because sister, it's I'm like gonna... it's, it's okay. Here, just, just share share briefly because we got a whole bunch of people that would like to share. I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. Praise God. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's okay. You don't have to apologize. There were like three people that, that said something. I know, I, I believe I heard Minister Jerry and who else?
somebody else was about to share, go ahead. Good morning, Dion uh, asked the other person is just trying to get their thoughts together as to what to say and how to say it. I thank you for your transparency on this morning and sharing the information because many of us have people that live in our own homes, hallelujah, that uh, mm -hmm. are sharing this lifestyle. And we don't have, listen, we are to love people back into the kingdom. We are to love them. And all we have to do, because the word, even this morning, I knew this was going to be a, a real tough one because any time that the person that's supposed to be on schedule ain't here and then the person that ain't that's praying, I know is a consistent warrior. God had to read, <laughs> hallelujah, he had to shift the atmosphere on this morning mm -hmm. as the midwife that you are. Notice in the introduction part of it is the midwife. You come to birth the purpose in us on this morning. And like the young man, thank you, uh, brother, for coming on and being transparent. Absolutely. We are not here to judge. We can't judge nobody because that same person that we judge, the same measure that we judge in, we will also be judged. So I'm just saying to you on this morning, you did an amazing job just to be able to tell the story because I believe not many days hence. God is going to bring that, that little, I heard you say the scroll that is on her side. That is just a reminder. See, God don't, he, it's not in our timing as far as a person is concerned. They might be 40, they might be 50, but they will get it. And so all we have to do is step back because many of us was raggedy. We may not have been caught up in that, but we could have right. been. We right. and, like that part, that that very part right there. So yes, it's an amazing um, um, testimony this morning. Thank you for sharing that. I needed to hear it because guess what? It's in my own uh, area. And see, I don't want to walk around like I'm, you know, I'm just so sanctified. Let me tell you something. We are bought Listen. with a price. Yeah. <laughs> the blood of Jesus yes, on this morning. So woman of God. Keep doing what you're doing. Now you're in the position. This is now. You said the baby was breached. I, was, I heard that part. See, yeah. They had to do some turning around. Do you understand? God is still hey, turning this bridge. It's being turned back into position. Yeah. You can't get. Listen, I had a breach baby, my own self. My very first boy that had, he was born on yesterday. This was his birthday, 47 years ago, Dion. And I told, mm -hmm. I, as I spoke on the other day, I talked about just a very little bit. But my boy was born breech. And he asked me on the other day, he said, Mama, what would you have been doing right around this time? Now, he just called me out of the blue and asked me, what would you be doing around this time? I said, I was in labor for 48 hours. 48. And I said, and you're not a mistake. I don't care what nobody tell you. You're not a mistake. You are a real man because you know what? I'm a real woman. And I gave you what I could give you. No matter what, I've heard the man of God say, and I'm going to be real quick on this. He said, as many of us have fathers and mothers in the home, and you messed up. I said, ooh, baby, he stepped on our toe. And as many single women that have struggled in the struggle trying to raise their children, doing whatever they had to do, and then they got lost or whatever it was. 
But most uh, drug mothers, they children are very successful, doctors, lawyers, Indians, and chiefs, God bless. So I'm saying to you on this morning, the babies is in position. Maybe it's a business that's coming. You need to get in position. That breach is being turned around. The wall that was broken in your relationships with our children. I went to my son and I told him, I said, listen, I'm sorry if I bought anything that will cause you distraction in your life. Forgive me as a mother. So I'm just saying to you, forgive yourselves, women and men of God. If you have a child that is out of the way and don't think that yeah. they God his hand is off of them. Let yeah. him do what he do. Let him go. They are yeah. loners to us. They are not ours to, you know, try to fix it. And they already was had trouble coming in the birth, the, in the canal of birth. It's a late baby. Just don't give up. Whatever it was. Just don't give up. And don't give mm -hmm. in. Let's get down and do the work right now. Push your sleeves back. Let's deliver these babies as they coming in because they coming. Do you hear me? They're coming. I'm, I'm right here. I'm right on back <laughs> over here. Dion, I'm like, I got your back, baby. God bless you, honey. <laughs> Heart message. Hallelujah. Fire in the hole. <laughs> good morning. This is beloved Barb. Can you hear me? Hey, good morning. I can. Oh my God, this is this is so deep for me. I have a brother who deals with the alternative lifestyle, so I understand that. But what my issue is is with my oldest daughter, who is She's 42, mentally disturbed. She and and I know we we're supposed to love at all costs, and I have been doing that. I have been praying for over 30 years about her deliverance and us having a relationship, but she has been chipping away at me with hate, 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 hate. This this girl hates me. How can you hate somebody who gave birth to you, who gave life? I am so struggling with it, and uh, recently she had a, uh, we had a family uh, call, and she just was horrible to me, and at that point, I was, I just felt like I don't even want to pray for her anymore, so pray for me that I just don't give up hope there. I know God can deliver her because he did deliver my old, my um, youngest daughter, my youngest sister uh, from mental illness. I know it can be done, but I'm just so frustrated. Thank you for your transparency. And then uh, when you get a chance, text me her name, Barb. I certainly will. Amen. Thank you. Good no morning. Anybody else? Good morning. Oh, good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. I want to hey. be a little transparent. I'm recovering from drugs and alcohol 23 years. Excuse me, I'm out of my walk. I'm recovered from drugs and alcohol for 23 years, but there's a lot of things that I've done in my addiction that I wouldn't do under a sane mind. But you know, I have to plead the blood of forgiveness, the uh, blood of Jesus for forgiveness for um, the things that I've done. And um, then I was wrapped up and captured by sin and uh, the evil and the wicked ways of, of uh, the devil, you know. And there's been times where I could have been caught up in that lifestyle because of the things that have done been done to me so dangerously and so badly from the male um, gender, you know. 
but I just have to plead the blood of Jesus and put the forgiveness in my heart for those men that did me wrong and just ask Lord God to purify my mind and to give me some peace in my spirit, you know, and praise be to God. I have 23 years in recovery and I live a, a heterosexual life and that God has restored me. And right now, I am free from all things, and I'm just praising the Lord. And I thank you this morning for your call and for your um, your devotion. That's it. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing, Sister Stephanie. We appreciate your transparency, babe. Life happens. My favorite statement. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning. It's persistent, Priscilla. I think my heart is feeling hey because I want to talk finally. And I'm going to try to make this as concise as possible because I love hearing all the testimonies that everyone has to say. It's so healing and um, delivering. But first and foremost, this weekend, I had an encounter with my family and strife came in and this strength came over me that I never, a power that came over me. And they were talking just poorly about the, my husband, which is Jesus. And it, I rose up and I had to get up out of there. Um, and when we uh, called out, what we called out from this message brought me back to love because last night, I, uh, in the middle of the night, about my watch time, um, the Lord woke me up. And the one niece who I actually consider my child almost, um, because I took care of her a lot when she was a little one. Even when she was still an infant, I took her on a date with me. So uh, it was her and I going at each other. But I didn't let it go forever because I, the word of God came up, said strife and, and, and it lets in every evil work. And I knew I had to flee because I wasn't handling it well. It was hurting me. And so um, last night, he he brought her... I woke up and he brought her like a little baby to my stomach. And um, I know, because I've been struggling with how do I make the connect? What do I do? Um, asking him, you know, what, uh, you know, what am I to do? Do I write a note? Do I just give it time? What am I to do? And this word let me know and confirmed some things for me. So I just want to say thank you for that. It's just loving. It's just extending love and letting him do what he has to do, but doing my part. He doesn't want me to give it time. He wants me to extend my hand and do what I need to do. He's brought me ideas, and that was a confirmation for that. And I just want, and then everybody else in my family, because I've been told, um, that I am the peacemaker, that I'm the one that's going to bring the family together. Um, but it's been, I don't, I have not seen it. I'm like, no, God, I don't see that. But nonetheless, it's a confirmation. And I got a chance to write down everybody in my family. And I want to say, now this is part two. My sister, who comes on this line, patience, struggled with that walk as well. And I loved her through that. I brought her before, the not knowing what I was doing, just knowing that I loved her and I wanted more for her and knowing what God's word says. And I wasn't ashamed and I brought her before the body and, and the Lord uh, delivered her from that lifestyle. 
but before he delivered her, she had an aneurysm. And I'm not here to tell her testimony, but I'm just here to just um, lift up the Lord and what he does and confirm what everyone already's heard, that he definitely will bring you through. And and even I'll say myself, when my husband abandoned me, um, all those cousins will come up, all those things that it's something about abandonment, that something about it that makes you think that, uh, or the enemy will put on your heart or your mind, you need to do this or do that to be healed, to be to feel like you need to have love or, or be loved. Um, it's something about that. Um, thank God, you know, whatever. Um, uh, I, I didn't lean into that, but nonetheless, it, it presented itself. Um, and it, it, it wants to pull you into that because something about abandonment and you loving someone and, and saying, I do, and them turning around and doing whatever they do to you that hurts you to the core of your soul. Death shows up, all kind of things show up at your door. So this word was incredibly encouraging for me in my walk and my ministry and just dealing with life and people and situations and trying to figure out and get your way through um, so you can see victory in your own walk as well as others. And I just appreciate you so much, Dion, so much. Mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. when you talk about your sister, where your heart is, I totally get that. And, mm-hmm. um, and I thank you for your walk. And I really do appreciate this Declare Victory line um, where there's no condemnation with sincerity in reaching out for the things of God that are truthful and walking in it. So I just appreciate all of you guys. Amen. Love you guys. Amen. We love you too. Thank you for sharing. Hi, Pastor Dion. Hey. I um I guess once again God got me um telling my business to um oh, we like it. Yeah, we like it. <laughs> okay. So the first um, the first is um, I have three kids, I, I, I grown kids right now, and I, I know I probably have spoke about them. Like, for example, my daughter, miss her very much. Um, I was told she's somewhere in Texas, so I'm praying on her. And then I was also told that I am the one that's um, that that's the one that's going to what keep the family together or praying for them because I'm the only one that's in church. So I'm that person that's standing in the gap for the family, praying for them, seeking them, asking for deliverance. Um, I have also my um, 23-year-old son that stay with me, trying to push him out the door. And then I also have a um, 20, uh, I believe he's 25. He stays with my mom. Well, we were um, in a house. That's when I had housing. And uh, my ba- my babies, they were little at the time. I think he was probably around the age of five. And we had friends that lived down the street. Let me back up. I had a brother. Um, I'm in my 50s, and I had a brother. Um, he's uh, probably a year older than me. Um, make a long story short, he passed away of AIDS. And so now that I've been hearing the word or learning the word generation, 
curses or don't let it pass down. I've been praying that 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 won't happen. And um, so now we come into my son. He's probably 25. When he was younger, when he was around five, you know, I let him go for his friend house. We knew the people and everything. He came home and told me that the boy um, raped him or touched him. So I had went to the parent house and told him, you know, what happened. And um, I'm assuming that happened to my son because, you know, when a child stayed with their parents, stuff happens and, you know, kids may see that. Not knowing as a young mother, you know, to go get counseling and stuff like that. So he's now living a um a a, a the lifestyle and um I pray for him. I pray that he gets delivered and um set free. And um this is kinda of a little tough here, but I didn't know I because I always stayed in church, I knew God made Adam and Eve. So, you know, me being in church and stuff like that, but I wasn't always watched, you know, so I I would just always go somewhere. It was just just by myself. I would just go here and I would go there. And it's like everywhere I went, It's fine. You're all right. Like everywhere I went, somebody was abusing me, touching me. And I remember somebody abused me in my mom's house. And um, I remember being a virgin. I was in church and stuff like that because that's all I need to need. That's all I knew to do. I had a friend. She said, "Let's let's go out." So we went out. I didn't even know nothing about partying stuff like that. I'm like, you know, a nerd because I was always in church. And um, she ended up following these mans, and that's how I got pregnant. And so. I never thought that I would have to speak out and talk about all this. And I'm assuming he has me doing this (laughs) so um, I can grow up and, you know, clear my mind and not go through changes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, so let me, let me say this. Thank you first and foremost for, um, even allowing your mind to go past the wall. That's what we call that. All of us have walls. We have places we don't want to trek into because we don't want to deal with what's behind that wall. It's moments like this that our lives transition. Those places where you've been stuck and you got arrested development. See, it's moments like this that those walls are that's when he's the hammer. Hallelujah. <laughs> I just saw the hammer of God breaking down a wall. And when we, we cannot change what we will not confront. Life happens. 
stuff happens. Situations and circumstances happen, but it didn't come to kill you. The testimony that comes from the things that we've experienced are the very things that God uses to break the shackles and the chains off of others when we have the courage to confess them. So I want to say to you, Cynthia, bravo. People who are loved well grow fast. You are loved in spite of all of your abuse. You are loved in spite of your abandonment, rejection, all of the different things that we struggle with. And this is for Priscilla as well. When we start to deal with stuff, acknowledge this happens. I didn't like it. It sucked, actually. I would have much rather eat soup with a fork. Those are the moments that God begins to step in and pull you out of your darkness, heal your heart, and you can mature in certain areas. See, some of us as children, having been violated, that's where our our growth was arrested. And you trying to figure out why you can't grow up mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Until you deal with that stuff, you're going to be stuck. So I want to encourage all of us, when he starts to take your mind back to the things that occurred, deal with it. Look it straight in the face. Plant your feet. Right? And accept it. Deal with it so you can move on. Then he'll start to explain the why. When we ask the right questions, we get the right answers. Ask him, what was the use of that? What was the purpose of that? And I promise you he'll tell you. You just got to be open to what he say. Okay. Amen. Amen. You know, it's, it's good. Good good job, Cynthia. Good job. Great share. Thank you for that. Anybody else before I call on uh, Valerie? Anybody else? Hey, Dion, it's Kenya. Um, hey. Hey. I was listening to you talk from the beginning, and I don't know if I mentioned to you, but my nine-year-old had mentioned that she thinks she's bisexual. And I can remember her playing a basketball game, and I took a picture, and I was like, I don't think she don't like girls. So when you said it, I mean, boys, when you said it, it hit home. And just the realization of loving her no matter what. And when she said it to me, it, it kind of took me back. But I had to remember, don't go crazy. Just love her. Just tell her no matter what that you love her because she's brought up that she don't think that God's going to love her because she knows that it's a sin to be gay. And I had to tell her, no, 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 that's not the fact. God's going to love you no matter what. And I kind of mentioned to her, I just think that you're confused at the moment. And my other daughter looked at me like, Mom, you kind of sound like you was homophobic and you didn't want her to be gay. And I was like, no, I want her to be who she is and I love her. I'm just going to pray for her. And she's still talking to me, and you know. And I'm just thankful that just knowing you guys and knowing that no matter what, I got to love her. That just opened up a lot of communication, which will keep us stronger. So I'm thanking you for that. Amen. Amen. Everybody got their own process. However, we do have the power to pray against things, right? Especially when we are aware of them. Again, you cannot change what you won't confront. So at nine years old, you don't know what the heck you want. <laughs> you, exactly. you don't have the, the maturity level to, to even think that hard. So, you know, at the end of the day, We'll just keep praying and believe in God that that's something she can miss. 
No, you see, she could miss that. That's that's a whole bunch. And then anybody else? Thank you for sharing you it transparently too, Kenya. I did. Yeah, Shell, hello. Great. hello. Okay. Um, hey, Shell. Shell, uh-huh. hold on one second. Who who else was that? That was me just saying her name was Sydney. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Go ahead, Shell. I just look. They're great to clear, and I just want to say in my amplified reading, above all, have fervent and unfailing love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. It overlooks unkindness and unselfishly seeks the best for others. Love you. Amen. Love you, too. Love you, too. Anybody else before I hand it to Val? All right, Valerie, go ahead. Hey, good morning. Love you. I um, well, have chills this morning. Such an awesome and amazing word as God has used you. And I, I'm just coming as a reminder um, for everybody on the call. First of all, I want to say thank you to everybody who has shared. You have just blessed my heart. Just, just, It's beautiful to be free and transparent because that's how we all help each other and heal. And I want to say this. I'm going to read the scripture, but before I do, um, you know, unresolved childhood trauma turns into adult drama. So the fact that you have released today, that is part of the healing process. And there are things that will not be repeated uh, in generations because, yes, you have come to break those generational curses and strongholds. And for me, um, everything that Dion shared was so on point. It's it's the I'm 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 just hearing the prophetic ministry and and what god has called us all to do so there is a shift and as a reminder jeremiah 1 5 before i formed you in the womb i knew you before you were born i set you apart i appointed you as a prophet to the nations so we must prophesy over our own lives and the lives of others. We have to see what we don't see. We must always see the good. We must speak of what's to come regardless of what it looks like. And we are here to bring change to the generations to come. And so don't take it lightly. Everything that she said today, as uh, Ms. Geraldine said as well, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a shift. And as we move into the new month of uh, August, all things new, God is calling us to prophesy just a little more. We have to walk into our anointing. We have to walk with it and believe it. So that's what is on my heart. I love you, Dion. I love Tia. I love all your children. I'm very grateful to be able to witness the transformation. I'm grateful to be able to witness the many people that she is going to bless because she knows who she is and whose she is. And I love you all. My my heart is really soft right now. There are so many people who are stuck. And I just thank God for everybody on this call because this is what it's about, creating the change so that we, we can move forward and help others. It is about love. It's about one love. And I say it all the time, many parts, one body for Christ. So let's continue to be transparent, allow God to speak through us and use us because that's what we're here for. Amen. 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 Absolute fact. Amen. 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 Um, 
I believe that this morning was ditch digging. And while not everyone has something to say, I believe that there are still words looming in the atmosphere that will produce change and transition in each of our lives. And I'm praying um, that even the stony places in your heart, that God will be a hammer, uh, that he will begin to chisel away at the, the places that you refuse to peek behind the wall so you can get to the next level. Uh, but I, I know without a shadow of a doubt that there is hope for you, that God has a plan for each and every one of us. And, and he's a, a great, great, great deliverer. Um, I, I want to say this uh, as I, I received a message. Uh, some folks, of course, are, are going to work and cannot talk. My sister Sabrina shared from a clinical standpoint and, and I can say this from experience in dealing with the Marie, that I had to get a realistic expectation um, of, of what would happen, <laughs> right? Um, and, and, and I had to, to let myself off the hook and him as well from being what I felt like he needed to be. And in so doing, we are so open about um, Mari's, his struggle with mental illness. Um, you know, cause some, some days I'm, I'm, a uh, I work for the KGB, honey. <laughs> and, and I'm planning to set him up so that the government can steal his ideas. That, that, that has literally happened. The moment that I embraced that he was sick and it's not personal, I didn't, I didn't get offended. So I even speak far to the root of bitterness from that rejection and abandonment from your baby. Um, it ain't personal. She's sick. And sometimes we got to deal with it from a clinical standpoint instead of an emotional place. Uh, you know, and that's not just for you, Barbara. That's for, for us as people. You you don't know somebody's past. All things work purpose and promise. And, and even when you don't understand it, um, you know, you absolutely can't be hard hearted about praying for her. Um, and, and just continue, even when you don't feel like it, ask the Lord to, to regulate your heart concerning hers. Amen. Amen. That's, that's just for you. I love you, sis. Keep going and be encouraged. Amen. Amen. Thank you so Anybody much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, don't, don't, she don't mean no harm. She can only give you what she got. It's just so, I, I know I shouldn't lean to my own understanding, but just still, even with the, uh, the lesbians and the gays, I mean, you can speak to them, but when it's somebody who's mentally disturbed, it's just so hard, hard to just say, I just can't believe, but I should, I know it's, it's not her, it's a spirit and she needs to be delivered, but it's just so hard to deal with, especially over all these years. She's 42, 42 years old, mm -hmm. but she needs to continue to listen. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, it's the top of the hour. I have a job to do in a little bit, and I still need to get on the treadmill. I'd like to do that before I have to jump online um, to serve one of my clients. I love you all, um, and I, I pray that you would um, find yourself position before the Father in such a way that he begins to open up the eyes of your understanding. Psalms 119, 130 says, the entrance of your word gives light and adds understanding. I pray that, that his light 
would enter you in such a way that some of your perspectives would simply be shifted, that some of your ideas and understanding would simply be shifted um, so that you can fulfill your best life as we begin to walk into now. We got one last day uh, of this counterculture. And uh, after that, start to prepare yourself, start to prepare your mind for new. Not just new, but new right now, right? I love you guys. I pray that you have an amazing day. It's Women's Walking Out call on this evening. Um, and outside of that, I'll hear you all tomorrow, Friday morning. God bless you. Be encouraged. Love you. Love everybody. Have a blessed have day, everyone. Someone on purpose. Love you guys. <laughs> love God you. bless you. Yeah. Amen. God bless yeah. you.